Let's do it. Next weekend. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Bacon Wire podcast. Old-fashioned show tonight. I'm kind of going to. I'm kind of going to steer the ship tonight. We got Lucas here, Carter's here, uh, joining us. Good friend of ours, Spartan Ryan, Spartan Crazies podcast. Ryan, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So here, so here's the agenda for tonight, folks. Uh, we're going to start with a, with a football postmortem. The season is 97% over. I can say that pretty confidently. It's over. Um, they failed to qualify for a bowl. Um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to try to figure out, you know, what, where it went wrong, what needs to be fixed and kind of what we want to see from, from Mel Tucker going into next season. Then we'll talk basketball. We'll talk the PKI. Um, we're recording this like 15 minutes after the Portland game ended. So I'm sure we'll, I'm sure the takes will be flying fruit over that, but, uh, let's, you, let's let's excise this this demon that is the 2022 football season. Um, five and seven, uh, basically a, a four game losing streak. Uh, you know the 17 point blown lead to to Indiana, the tunnel fight, all of it, it is just the injuries. A, a season from hell. I think we can all say. Um, so I just kind of want to go around and kind of get everyone's parting thoughts kind of as we dive in on this season, uh, kind of how they're feeling now that we know that MSU will not reach a bowl game. Uh, so there's no more MSU football on the field product until the spring game. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. All right. So sure. Some people here follow me on Twitter. They're listening to this podcast. Uh, let's just say this and get it out of the way. Ross Hells needs to be fired. Like, th- there is no way in hell this guy should be back next year. The special teams have been garbage outside of literally two guys for three seasons, Jaden Reed and Bryce Perringer, the only two good guys that we've had on special teams. I mean, there's just no, like, there's no excuse especially when you look at the Indiana game where we gave up, I think it was some crazy number, like 188 special teams yards. We doubled them in yardage. They blow the game because of special teams. They missed a field, a 23-yard field goal. Like how? And then the most frustrating part to me was, so yesterday, Jack Stone comes in. I'm like, oh, my God, we're really going to kick a 51-yard field goal? And he bombs it. Like he completely he, – he, it's like right down the middle. Could probably could have made it from 60. Where the hell was he kicking field goals? Like, I understand he struggled earlier in the year, but Ben Patton had struggled the entire season. Like, this guy missed, what was that, the field goal in the Illinois game that would have iced it was like, what, 22 yards, something like that. Yeah. And then he misses a field goal that would have won the game. And I Please shut up about Elijah Collins uh, not going down the middle of the field. I don't care. This guy is a college kicker. High schoolers can make this kick. It's 23 yards. I don't care where it was spotted. Make the kick. Like, oh, my God. It's just this entire season to me was just completely inferior. And I still, like, get to it, like, get to the nitty-gritty of things. I still support Mel Tucker. But if he doesn't fire 
at least Ross Ells, he's lost all goodwill with me that he's built up. Like there is just no way this guy should be on the staff next year. Should he should be fired tonight or tomorrow? Like he doesn't recruit. I mean, if you saw my tweet earlier, he he he's he wasn't even a primary recruiter for the top two guys he's apparently gotten here, which were Magateote and uh Jordan Hall. Not even a primary guy. So what what is what does he do? Like I don't understand why he's he should, I wanted him fired after the COVID season, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, that's my number one takeaway from this season, at least. Uh, like, I, I, I think they should fire more than L's, but that's the one guy that cannot be back next year. Literally should be fired today. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the special teams are so important, so important, and – you know, D'Antonio had faults, right? We'll get to Dan. We'll get to the end of the D'Antonio tenure in a minute. But one thing you could count on with D'Antonio teams is that they were fundamentally sound in special teams, and it's just that consistency outside of Bryce Berenger has not been there. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah. There's nobody. I mean, you have Jaden Reader turning punts and he's been good i mean other than yesterday good freaking lord on that fumble but uh yeah there's just like there's nothing good like that you can take away like we had 10 guys i don't know if you noticed this we had 10 guys on the field for an extra point yesterday how does that happen how like that's just that's coaching that's quality control it's ridiculous it should never happen yeah uh lucas we'll we'll go with you next you know now that now that we're kind of now that we're kind of at the end here, what what do you, what was your kind of takeaway from this? Um, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree with Ryan. I mean, we all agree with Ryan. Ross Ells needs to go. He should be gone tomorrow. If if we're in December and there's no notification that he's fired, I'm going to be a little nervous. Um, and I'm at the point where if Ross Ells is back on the staff next year. It's going to be really hard for me to want to renew my seats with Ryan and the boys. It's I'm, I'm going to do it because I'm sick in the head, but my expectations are just going to just, just plummet. Um, I want to give Scotty some, some credit for making a little comeback, you know, through the second half of the season, he, his, his defense looked like shit. And he dealt with some injuries. You know, you lose Xavier Henderson and Darius Snow right off the bat. That's really hard to, to, to come from, to come back from, no matter how good or bad of a coach you are. So I'll give him a little pass there. But um, I want to keep him. But, you know, if Jim Leonard is available, he's not going to come here. But let's make him say no. Um, anyway, I, I really want Jay Johnson to, to be gone. But, like, you know, the Dante Moore train is starting to get in motion a little bit. So we got to see how this plays out in terms of Jay possibly bringing him here. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just lowering my expectations so that way if he does commit here, I'm surprised. Um, but I'm, I am totally fucking over Peyton Thorne. I am over and I, I look back at my tweets like – halfway through the season i'm defending him like 
like I'm literally um, like Braden Burke's biggest fan, like Peyton Thorne's biggest fan. I am literally just defending him. And then like halfway through the year, you just see me make a heel turn where I'm just like, this guy sucks. He's awful. Like I see the light and I hate bashing college kids, but I have a, I, I, I think Kenneth Walker, the third should be given the Heisman retroactively for, a, for making it Michigan 11 and one last year instead of 12 and 0 um, because Peyton Thorne, Peyton Thorne's inability to be a great quarterback was masked by how amazing Kenneth Walker was. And we saw this year how average or mediocre Kenneth or Peyton Thorne was, and it is not great. Um, not all of it's his fault, but enough of it is his fault. Like he just stares receivers down. If, if Jaden Reed's not open, he panics. Um, if Keon's open, he doesn't see him half the time, which blows my mind. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad the season's over. I, I'm really glad we didn't get to a bowl at five and seven. It would be really hard to watch like the the doo doo shit ass bowl over in like you know <coughs> like Laporte, Indiana, to to see to see this team lose somehow to a Mac school or or someone. I don't I don't fucking know. Yeah, but the I'm, F. The FTX, the FTX uh, crypto ball. <laughs> the and, only uh, re- the in Gary, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, that, that that high school stadium in Texas that like started collapsing as soon as it was built. Yeah, the sad oh, part. The, the sad part is I'm such a sick person that I wanted the, the I wanted the bowl because I want the offensive line. The young guys need the practices so yeah. badly. That's why I was so pissed about the IU bowl. Like there is. Like it sucks. Because That's a loss that will reverberate in the Mel Tucker dude, career. It's it's it, regime. It, I'm not. I'm still pissed about that game because that, that's a like, loss that if if we're dealing with this shit two years from now, that, that's are, that's, the, still, that's where he lost his goodwill. I mean, in reality, forefront. right? No doubt. And uh, like I, Brandon Baldwin and Gina Vandemar, guys like that, they they look pretty good. You know, down the stretch, it would have been great to get those guys some extra practices. Like. Yeah, and it's just it, I, I I get I get what you're I, saying though. Like my like, mental you don't health. Back, you don't right. You don't want to back into a bowl game. I get it. But man, we those not having those practices is going to come back and bite us in the ass. I, I just have a really bad feeling. Well, I mean, we didn't have a bowl in 16, then we won 10, 10 games. So I mean, yeah, but I mean, at that point, Antonio kind of had. I mean, I know that he had all the crap happen there, but uh, it was still I'll, him. You know, he was just off that run. And that I, was, I, I, listen, I, I trust Mel. I think, I think he can get it done. He's got to make the coaching moves, but he hasn't had that type of goodwill built up. That's my, my that's my problem. My last thing. And then I'm done and I'll let Carter talk. Um, the people saying Mel should be fired right now, like in our Facebook group are the fucking dumbest fans I've ever seen. Oh I God. mean, let's just, let's call a spade a spade. They're racist. I mean, they're they, fucking stupid too. They wanted they're to keep shit. Antonio around. I've seen wanna... so I've seen so many fucking comments the last two days. We should, I, I wish D'Antonio never left. Yeah, guys, you really wanted to keep that shitty recruiting going with Jim fucking Bullman as our offensive line coach. You be my guest. We had no hope at that point. So yeah, that would have been a really uh, good fucking idea. But good call, I mean, guys. If they if they'd rather have they'd rather have an old white guy burn down burn down the legacy he built and piss on the ashes. Oh yeah, then have and, a, and, then and have a black guy 
than have a black guy regress while recruiting out of this world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you want Mark D'Antonio recruiting during uh, COVID? That would have been just fucking wonderful. My, and the last I thing mean, I'll say is um, if we're having these types of discussions, I'll, I'll be generous and say two years from now, I will want him fired. I, I agree. It's, it's time to cut the check. But I am not even close. But Things would change if if this whole staff is here next year. And then, sorry, sorry, Carter, I'll, I'll let you go. No, it's okay. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is that this team, and I think I will focus offensively, the trenches is what I think really needs to improve. Uh, they got their ass kicked yesterday, and that's fair. You know, Manny Diaz likes to blitz. Uh, Penn State has a great defense. Um but this team needs to improve the offensive line. And I think that's going to happen just because of the fact that Cap and Mel Tucker aren't uh, uh, aren't D'Antonio and Jim Bullman and Mark Staten. Uh, so the recruiting will be better in that sense. Um, I'm hoping we can have Stanton Ramil sign. Uh, I don't think there's any rumors of him flipping or anything like that. But I just, No, there's not. You're right. Okay, good. All right. We'll need, I would like to have him soon. And, yeah, it's like, it's like you said, Ryan. Brandon Baldwin was – excellent in in place of uh in place of of Jarrett Horst and Gino Vandemark looks like a future piece of this team uh Justin Thindy's been big on Braden Miller I I don't really know much about him so we'll see but I that's where it has to come from because I think once you have a solid five guys on that on that line you can open up your run game and then once your run game gets better that opens up your pass game. So that, I mean, that's where it starts. That's where, that's where things need to uh, improve. I think first and foremost, I would like to see them get out there and start offering some big time linemen. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of like defensive backs and things being offered recently, defensive backs, athletes, things like that. That's great. We really need to keep going in the trenches defensively in the trenches. I do. I do think that they've done a good job in recruiting. And this year I want to give a huge shout out to Brandon Jordan and Marco Coleman because of the fact that this defensive line was beat to shit. They were depleted. They had nothing. And they still. Oh, I think we lost Carter. Um, I, I agree with what he was saying. Yeah. We were, we were playing freaking Avery Dunn at defensive end at the end of the year. I mean, that's all you really need to know. Carter, we, lo- we lost issues. you for a sec. Did you say anything? What were you saying kind of your at the end of your sentence? Uh-oh. Am I back? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is good podcasting. Um, yeah, I mean, putting a defensive line out there, the Illinois game, because they have such a great rushing attack, the fact that we put Derek, Har- Derek Harmon, Avery Dunn, Fletcher, Simeon Barrow, like that defensive line that was made up of just like straight defensive tackles was incredible, truthfully. And Marco Coleman and Brandon Jordan did an absolutely fantastic job this year. So I like those guys. I like what they've built on the defensive line. I like that they've got recruits coming in like uh, Jalen Thompson and DePape and by Job all coming in. That's going to be awesome. Uh if Mel's the 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 no nonsense wants to build a championship contender here, coach that he says he is, you gotta you gotta make the hard 
you have to make the Jay Johnson gets fired. Oh, geez, my internet connection is unstable. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I don't think Jay Johnson gets fired as long as they're still pursuing uh, Dante Moore, and if there's still any real real uh, traction there, he's not going to go anywhere. Scotty did a really good together a kind of makeshift defense and keeping them competitive at the very least. Uh, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, Ross tells, but I do agree Ross L should go. And I do hope that at the very least, there's an open quarterback competition next year. At the very least. Those, and that's pretty much my closing thoughts. I, I'm not, I'm also, yeah, I'm not even close or anything like that. I do think he has to get somebody maybe in the offseason to help him manage the clock, though, because oh my there's God. just bad examples of him doing that. But an offensive, I'm not worried about him. An offensive Dude. analyst. He doesn't that, need to okay. instruct yeah. players. All right, man. I, I I said this after the game, but it is completely fair to question his in-game coaching at this point because everybody yeah. saw at the end of that game on that fourth down when we were down by five, they went. Penn State was going for it on that fourth and one. Every single person saw <laughs> there were three fucking guys on 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 that side of the field. They had four. Everybody knew what was going to happen. They didn't call a fucking timeout. I mean, that's just – that should never happen. That is ridiculous. They did not burn it. That was the worst coaching move he made all season in-game, in my opinion. Like, it was insane he didn't call a timeout there. Yeah. Um, so, here – I have I have a couple takeaways, okay? One is an immediate kind of, like, gut reaction to the season, and the other is kind of a, a bigger picture – kind of outlook on, on, on the immediate future of the program. Um, you know, I said it last week, Austin Smith tweeted it last night. There's only one way to, there's only one way to categorize this season. And that's a catastrophic failure, you know, to, you were going to have, you were going to have regression. Okay. But to have regression at this level is nothing short of unacceptable. It, and I was trying for a long time to figure out, like, what happened to what happened in the offseason. And honestly, I exactly it was compl- the it was complacency. They rested on their laurels. Yep, they rested on their laurels, and that's that's not just the players; that's the staff too. I mean, Mel Tucker had glaring issues that needed to be addressed, and, and instead, he's putting out NF Tucks. Like, you know, you're built, he was building a personal brand when he should have been trying to fix some of these issues. And, and here's the thing. I think this might be... The, Ultimately, if this is the cold bucket of water that that centers focus and kind of gets everyone back in line, then then great. Right. I'll take it if. But it kind of needs to come now. And and I agree with everyone here. Ross Ells needs to be fired. And, you know, with Kenny Dillingham going to Arizona State and Dante Moore taking down his commitment post on Instagram. You got to. (laughs) <laughs> you got to flip Dante Moore, Jay, or you're gone. Michigan State, Mel Tucker needs to tell Ross Ells, this conversation is over. Do not contact me again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
You gotta have. You gotta. I feel bad about. <laughs> Nobody. Don't feel bad. Jesus Christ! Nobody's gonna get that at all. Oh. You sick fuck, Carter. <laughs> <laughs> you sick fuck. You're, you're ultimately. Is is my discussion? I was listening to part of my takes preview of the World Cup, and and Taylor Twelman brought up a, a oh come on it's it's once every four years Lucas show some fucking respect. Uh, uh, and Taylor Twelman, you know, he brought up a good point. U.S. soccer has come a long way, right? They have elite players like Tyler Adams, like Christian Pulisic, and the difference between the U.S. and teams like France and Spain and Germany is that they have like four to five Tyler Adams. They have four to five Christian Pulisics. They have guys who don't make the national team that would be starting for the U.S. national team. So in that's that was honestly, that was kind of MSU's problem where we had dudes, we had Darius Snow, we had Xavier Henderson, we had Jacob Slade. But once you get past that first line, you have a 5'8", you have a 5'8", D2 transfer. And that, again, can be hung on the, on the end of the, the Daytonio era recruiting. So that's what the big, that's what the big programs have. That, that Michigan State doesn't yet, right? Bryce Young goes down, Jane Milrow comes in and, and beats Arkansas by 20 points. Peyton Thorne goes down, Noah Kim's not, I'm sorry, Noah Kim's not winning, not winning that Indiana game. So I just, it's going to take a little more time. And I think we're all appreciative of the fact that last year was a bit of a fluke. I, but I still think this team should have won eight to nine games. And the fact that they didn't is, is incredibly damaging to the short-term future of this program. So ultimately, ultimately, here's where I'm at with the coordinators. And you guys can and you guys can chime in. Ross Els, get fucked. I will pack your bag, uh, pack your shit, get the fuck out. You deserve to be shot with a paintball gun like Ari Gold in that episode <laughs> of Entourage. You deserve a fate that embarrassing. Scotty. I can't believe I'm saying this. God. What he did, what he did after, what he did from Wisconsin onwards is nothing short of incredible. I believe I cribbed, I, I tweeted this yesterday. Uh, Scotty Hazleton built a, built a competent defense in a cave. With a box of scraps. And it, it's true. I mean, the, the work Scotty Hazleton has done in the second in the second half of the season was fucking unreal. 
So, you know, ultimately, I would be okay with Scotty coming back unless unless you can bag Jim Leonard. He's good. I, uh, I have a thing, though. I, I have a thing, though. Like, Henderson's leaving. So who is going to be that communicator next year? The guy who Hell, kind of is the court. You think Hell it's Halliday? I, I, that's what I was talking to my friend about. I think it's going to be I, him. I like Halliday. He's smart. He's instinctive. And he always knows how to sniff out plays. He's just limited athletically. So, like, if he's against a running back in the open field, like, that's that's going to worry me. And if he's in coverage, it's kind of bad. But, yeah, he knows he knows what to do on the field. So, that'd be okay, I guess. We need athletic linebackers, though. Yeah. And so, so, I'm okay with Scotty coming back, provided – that Harlan Barnett retires. Yeah, he needs to go. I agree. Um, you know, I would, I would like that. I would like for them to go get Tulane's DBs coach, and you know, give him like a ten time. If you give him a ten times pay raise, he might not even make three hundred grand. So there, there's that. That that's a cart. Thanks, Carter. Jay, honestly, if Jay doesn't flip Dante, Dante Moore, I want him fired. Like, if Jay is able to flip Dante Moore, I think that earns him another shot. Otherwise, he can get the fuck out. I I think he's staying no matter what. I think we're stuck with him for at least another unfortunately. I, I do think I do think he's back next year. I think he, all four of us are on the same page with Jay, though. If he doesn't flip Dante Moore, he can get the fuck out of here. Yeah, That's like the only thing I they should be keeping him around for right now. But I, I think we all know deep down he is coming back for one more year. Yeah, I would be shocked yeah. if he fires him. Yeah. I hope he I, – I, if he doesn't get more, I hope he does, but I'd be shocked. I just wonder how much traction there is for Dante Moore. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some because there's been national guys who have said, like, it's, it's, it's kind of a long shot, but it's not impossible. You know what really sucks, though? Like, if we would have had a halfway decent season, I would be, like, completely confident we flip him right now. Yeah. Which obviously didn't happen. Yeah, because like I think the only thing five, I, we would we would probably have a shot. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a shot, but it's going to be a pain in the ass. It's I mean, here's here's the closing pitch to Dante Moore, right? Oregon collapsed at the end of the season. You don't know who your play caller is going to be. You're not going to go to Arizona State because the it's a mess. LSU, you're sitting for a year. You come to Michigan State, you're in an open competition right away, and you're a leader in the clubhouse. Also, you might want to bring up, have no idea what's going to have to happen to Oregon conference wise. You right. know what's going to, you know what's going on with MSU. They're not, right. they're not going, they're not going anywhere. By the time also, you're, by the time you're a senior, Oregon could be in the Mountain West. Right. I also think another thing that sells them is that East Lansing is a hundred miles from Detroit. As- which Oregon is. Yeah. So that, that was the other thing too. It, his family wants him to stay close to home. Mm-hmm. There's rumors. He's having second thoughts. So the window to quote Wolverine devotee, the window's open. <laughs> the window's open. Go. If you, if you can't flip, this is, this is what Mel should do. And this is what coaches like Saban and, and Kirby smart would do. They would sit them down and go, you get this guy or you're out of here. 
do your job, you know, do your, do your fucking job. <laughs> and you start interviewing replacements. You start interviewing replacements. Yeah, I, I just, I, I 100% agree. I, and the thing <laughs> is with Dante, there's going to be other schools to get involved with them too. Like we're that's what I was also not, that's, you know, we're not going to be the only school that's going at the, after this guy. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't think Michigan has a quarterback for 2023, but I, I think that they're pushing too hard for that Jaden Davis kid in 24, but just to say, yeah, they're going to push. Yeah. Um, so I, but I wonder if Notre Dame gets, no, Notre Dame flipped a kid from Pitt. That's not going to happen. I was going to say, I wonder if Notre a, Dame gets, they flipped they a four star Ohio state Pitt. quarterback, didn't they? No, yeah. that was Florida. Florida did. Florida flipped that kid. I think. Florida State did. Uh, Florida State flipped. Yeah, Florida State. Florida State. You're right. Uh, yeah. Notre Dame flipped a four star from Pitt, so I don't think they're going to get involved. But I, I would be. Maybe maybe OSU gets involved again. I don't know. <laughs> I you know, but who? Uh, to be honest, at this point, who the fuck wants to go play for Ryan Day? Because that guy is a complete fucking Ugh. fraud. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to zoom out, kind of towards the end of this discussion because. You know, what's kind of going on right now does impact MSU. I'm, I'm kind of done talking about our football team. We can, we can position. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, look, I said it after the Indiana game because I knew the season was over. Uh, the honeymoon, the honeymoon's over and the, and the benefit of doubt, the benefit of doubt time has expired. Yeah. Well, I yeah, got to prove it. It's completely gone if he doesn't fire anybody. You got to put your... He, he is completely, to me, he is completely on the hot seat next year. He doesn't fire anybody this year. Yep. If you're going to back your guys, you're responsible for what happens. So, you know, I, I if you're going to fire guys for, for not recruiting hard enough, I don't know how you, I don't know how you keep a guy around who's responsible for 180 special team yards against, against a dead Indiana team. It was actually 190, 92. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> You know, four yards. This is the most. I said it last week. This is the most important offseason of, of of Mel Tucker's tenure. This, this is really like the Dan. This is like the D'Antonio offseason of twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really comparable. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't fix the, if you don't stop the bleeding, if you don't fix what needs to be fixed, you're you have two years left. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. You have two. You know, if if you're not going to make changes. You're going to have two years to, to prove it. So we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. Ultimately, I like what Mel, done, what Mel has done behind the scenes. The infrastructure he is building with the NIL, with, with the recruit, with the, with the way he's staffing, with, with the construction of the football building. With NFTuck. Yeah, not with NFT. <laughs> not with NFTux. Mm. Uh, do you think you spent some of the offseason at Sam Bakeman Fried's Bahamas condo? Oh, that's the crypto bro that everyone's talking yeah. about. Okay. <laughs> oh. I just think it was like riding the wave of a popular trend. And not I don't think you know shit about NFTs. Yeah, whoever in the whoever in the athletic department suggested that. Needs to be fired. Uh, sh- should be fired. Should probably be fired. Yeah. Ben Mathers. But let's make sure. I heard it was Jay Johnson who said. <laughs> no, it was Ross Ells. It was Ross Ells. Well, Ross well Ells. I think Ross Ells is for sure fired. Let, let's let's move to Jay Johnson a little bit. So Ross Ells, Ross Ells better for sure be fired, or else I'm going to lose my shit. 
So, so let's zoom out. Let's let's zoom out for the for the bigger picture, right? Uh, across college football, the the coaching carousel's spinning. Uh, and quite possibly the biggest one that we'll have off season too. Yeah, this is this is a big. This is going to be another massive off season. Um, we already have some filled vacancies. Uh, Willie Fritz uh, is moving from Tulane to Georgia Tech. I love that hire for them. Is that official? That is official. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's official. I love that hire for Good Willie. Hire. Fr- I love that hire for Georgia Tech. That is a great hire. I think he's going to be able to do some good things there. That is a tough job, though. It uh, is. You, you, you got to recruit with Georgia in the state of Georgia. Good luck. Yeah, that's a tough job, and I think they're. I think they're an acad- I think they're one of the schools who place who do the academic. They do. You're right. So you know that's that's always tough to do in a power conference. Um, but you know, I like you know Willie Fritz was able to. He basically revived Tulane from the dead. I mean, they were a dead program, and he he brought them back. So, I you know that's that's kind of what you want in in a head coach, kind of. Uh, the bones are there though. If you get George's leftovers, you still have a pretty good fucking team. <laughs> like <laughs> George's leftovers is a good team. Um, so Willie Fritz hired at Georgia Tech. Kenny Dillingham uh, returns to Arizona State. Um, we'll see. Um, I think I, I I don't know about that one, man, because I think Arizona State is a a complete fucking shit show right now with the way that they with with the way Herm left their program and the possible sanctions coming. Good luck. Yeah, that's a super long leash. Yeah, you, yeah, they should they should he, that he should have at least five years because yeah. it's going to be a mess. They're gonna they're gonna lose scholarships, I think. Yeah, that's going to be a long, long, long-term project. Uh, Matt Rule uh, hired at Nebraska. Um, I, I like that hire for them. He's yeah. I, I think, I think he's is- a the thing with him. He he is undoubtedly to be a great a talent evaluator uh, with the stuff with the guys he got at Baylor. But other other than the one season, he's but he he has the same resume as Mel Tucker. In reality, well, they, Cause, he, cause, he, because when he when he took over Temple, they went like one and eleven or two and ten, and then like three years later, he got the Baylor job because they were winning so well, so much. And then I think at Baylor, he was one and eleven his first year, and then two years later, he has them run on the cusp of a playoff. And you know, we could, you know, if Scott Frost can't make it work, it's like who can make it work? But I think I do he, think it's a good hire. I agree. It is a good hire, and it's going to be one that's probably going to piss us off in like four to five years. Here's the thing: the with, thing, the, the thing with Nebraska, though, is it's so hard to recruit there. Like they, they don't have the they, Texas, and maybe they open it up again because Rules got those Texas connections. But since they've moved from the Big Twelve, they don't recruit Texas the same way. They need to lower that's, their expectations as a program, too. Good luck with that. That ain't happening. And and here's the thing with with Matt Rule too. He's he's a greener he's a greener grass guy. He'll take another he, NFL job. He will if he if he gets another shot at the NFL or Notre Dame becomes available or fuck Ohio State becomes available and he's kind of he's kind of got the same thing working at Nebraska that he had working at Temple and Baylor. He's out of there. I I think he'd wait for Penn State. 
Well, he is a, alumni. he's a Penn State, he's a Penn State guy, isn't he? Yes, he went. To, he's a, he's an alum. Okay, that's what I thought. I think he'd wait for something to happen with Frames. James, James. I don't. I don't think. I don't think James is going anywhere. No, thankfully, I think he's going to be there for a while. <clears throat> so we'll we'll see. Um, and then just today, just a big one, a shocker. Uh, Luke Fickle, uh, Wisconsin's next football coach. That is a home fucking run. So my thing with that, my thing with Fickle, I think he's going to be there for a year because I think Ryan Day is going to get fired and he's going to jump to OSU. That's what I think is going to happen. Ryan, you you know I've said this for like two years. Fickle is going to be the next Ohio State coach. Absolutely. And this is like a little jumping point. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there's OSU donors who were like, take this job. If you kick ass, you are next. Like, guaranteed, we will take care of the buyout. You will come home. I, I think that's what's going to happen or what has He's happened. He's not – Wisconsin's going to get boned again. Yep. Uh, I, 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 they, they, they had uh, – remember when Gary Anderson left there to go to Oregon State because of their academic standards? Oh. Yeah. It's, 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 a great, it's, it's a great hire, though. Like, and it's a great hire, but I don't think he's going to be there very long. He, he only he's only getting like a million more a year, and that's what I'm like. They they what? don't they don't pay their coaches. Like, I'm like Cincinnati. They don't, they don't probably would have bet would have tried to do something for him. They, they don't. They don't we, they, we look at what happened. Look at, look at what happened with Saeed Khalid. Yeah, he. I mean, they don't they don't pay their coaches. They don't. It's well. It it, it should be a real. It should be a better job than it is, but they don't pay their coaches. Well, let's make Jim Leonard say no. I'm I, I'm down for that. I don't. I that's the only way I'd be cool with Scotty getting fired at this point. Yeah. So here's, <laughs> you know, there there are jobs that are still open that I think that I think are are pretty are pretty intriguing. The Tulane job is open now. So not the Tulane job's open. The. Uh, the Auburn job is is still open. That seems like to, that seems like it's going to be the usual shit show. Yeah, <laughs> it it was Hugh Freeze, and then there was so much backlash. There's like a donor civil war going on, just like there is every time. Dude, that job is a who the fuck wants to go coach there? That job is a fucking no shit show. Here's that the thing. Absolute mess. Here's the thing: they're one of like nine programs to win a national title this century. That's the yeah. You could say the same thing that people said about Kenneth Walker last year. They had a generational QB there. I mean, in college football for one season. That's I mean, I I, I get it, but dude, you got to compete with Alabama. It's it is an extremely I, difficult job. I don't understand why they really truly didn't go after Lane Kiffin. I think they did. I think they did, but he wanted to stay at Ole Miss. Hmm. I, yeah. So I, you know, we'll see. the The Tulane jobs open now. The Cincinnati jobs open. Uh, I, wonder, know, we'll, uh, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if Mike Trussell is going to get that job. We'll I see. Be surprised if he does. I, who did they name as the? They they named someone Kerry, as the. Kerry Coombs. Kerry Coombs. Kerry Coombs. They. You know, Kerry Coombs is the interim. Um, we'll see. the The big question mark now is, what the fuck is going to happen at Ohio State? 
They're not. They're not firing. They're not firing him this year. You can't fire a dude who's like forty-five and five. I, they fired. I they fired him. John Cooper. Yeah. If I, if I was them, I'd want him fired. They. I mean, they. They fired John Cooper. It bring bring him back. It's time. Urban Meyer, come on back. Come home. I hope he doesn't come back. I was gonna say, Urban Urban could get a college job if he wanted. Yeah. He, oh, he 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 would get hired anywhere if he wanted. I think yeah. Urban wants to try Notre Dame one day. I I believe that. I could see Urban. I could see Urban going like taking the Hugh Freeze and like I need to cleanse my image. If like, Auburn hires, if Auburn hires Hugh Freeze, I could honestly see him take the job. He's not going to do that. He's no. there, there will be a <laughs> there will be a premier program that hires Urban Meyer. I guarantee you. Or like a Patino, like just kind of like wait it out at like a Christian institution, show <laughs> everyone how reformed you are, and just kind of. Er, I could see Urban taking a West Coast job. Give that a shot. Which I don't see you. I don't know what's going to be open out there. USC is not going to be open anytime soon. Looks like Maybe. Chip Kelly's probably going to keep his job. Yeah, Chip I mean, Kelly's I, I, his job. Chip's I, done I, a good I, job I, building at UCLA. He's he. Uh, I mean, he struggled his first few years, but he the last, last this year he was really good. So I mean, I thought um, Urban was going to USC before Lincoln Riley came out of nowhere. Yeah, that I kind of figured that might be where he ended up too. But uh, USC, it, I cannot. I, it, I'm off topic here, but how the hell has USC fucked up for the last decade? How that should be one of the easiest jobs. Seven? That that should be one of the easiest jobs in the fucking country. How do you play with... Helton on for seven years? Yeah, that yeah. that is just amazing to me. You held on. They held on to. They held on to Clay Helton for far <laughs> too long, and I think after but, the. I think after the Sark. I think after the Sark thing, they were kind of like, okay, we just need a steady hand at the wheel. Yeah, and Clay uh, Helton. Clay Helton was. <laughs> driver for a little bit yeah <laughs> they needed to they needed a dd you know and, and ultimately like clay Hult won a, clay Hult won a rose bowl like oh yeah that's right with yeah, that's right he beat he beat he beat franklin that's right i forgot about that's that that's right that was a good game like yeah. ultimately like like that kind of buys you I think I think national beat writers have a hard time understanding how important the Rose Bowl is to Big Ten and Pac-12 programs, even now. I don't care about it anymore, but yeah. yeah. It'd be cool to go again, but I'm over it. It, it. You really can't beat what happened in 2013. Yep, 100%. Um, I, yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Wisconsin. I think, like, Ryan and I are on this. I think they're going to get fucked in, like, two-ish years might be next year might be I next year i i bet they could be fucking 11 and one again and lose to harbaugh again and you could see twitter going nuts when like they say at like 7 p.m ohio state is fired ryan day here's the here's the thing is like i kind of think the feeling's a bit mutual i don't think ryan day views ohio state as his final coaching stop I think Ryan Day's going to gonna see job. what happens. I think Ryan Day's going to see what happens with Bloody Monday in the NFL. Yeah, he wants an NFL job. And just, I maybe, mean, maybe jump ship now. What jobs? The jobs that Carolina's open. Colts. The Colts are open. That that I'm looking at Jim Harbaugh for that Colts job. He's not going anywhere for a while. He's not going yeah, anywhere. 
Uh, he's got unless the unthinkable happens this year and they win a national championship. <laughs> I think he wants to go back still. He does, but I, I think know. I think he wants to win a title at Michigan, which I mean someone someone who is so competitive, someone who is so competitive, uh, that family is full of fucking aspie psychopaths. There is no way that there is no way that Jim Hardball could live yep. with John having a Super Bowl. With John having a Super Bowl. And he Jim was not having a Super out Bowl. the door last year until they didn't hire him. He, he literally said goodbye he was to the staff at Michigan. I actually yeah. just can't believe that. Uh, I can't believe that that situation, the Harbaugh and the Vikings situation, actually literally just played out like the office finale episode where like Michael was going to get the job at corporate, but then they weren't giving it to him. It's oh, literally exactly yeah. what happened. I have returned. I am back. <laughs> no, but I do. I mean, my thing with that is the Colts. I mean, he's got a history there. It's, I, I don't know. They might I, not have a good draft pick. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to leave, but it wouldn't shock me. Not really. Like I, mean, I said, if, if, the, if the, if our worst nightmare happens in a month and a half and they win a national championship. Oh God. Don't, don't even let me think about that. So <laughs> here's the, so Colts are open. Carolina's open. I imagine Arizona's Arizona. going to be open. LA, uh, the Rams might be open. I, I think McVay might no. quit. I, I doubt it. He'll be back. I think, I, I think he's going to quit. I don't think McVay is going to go. I don't think McVay wants to go out sad. Uh, you should you know, take for another year and then get Caleb Williams. The Chargers, the Chargers job. Is, I think I that's th- going to be open. I think that's going to uh, be open. Good no, job. No, no, no. Because they, didn't they just get a new coach this year? No. This if, is the Chargers, if the Chargers miss the playoffs this year, then I think Staley is going to be, there will be a shot. He gets fired, but. They're looking good since they've gotten a little bit healthier. Yeah. Good job on good job to me on my coach of the year pick. <laughs> uh, Denver is a job that could potentially be open. I Denver, think, I think I'm usually I'm usually Hackett not a guy. Fire. I'm usually not a fire guy first year, but Nathaniel Hackett is atrocious. That guy. I guess he sucks. couldn't hack it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, out. You know, so. If I mean Arizona is probably for sure going to be open, that's a pretty good landing spot for Ryan Day. I would I would have said Seattle before the year, but you they kind of had a little resurgence. No way, no way, Pete's done after. No, I thought before out. the year it could be his last season, but I, I did too. Do you um, think Arizona would go the college route again, though? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't I don't know after Cliff. I mean, the thing, I still cannot believe they hired him. He literally got fired from a coaching job and he got an NFL job. That's he just failed upward. <laughs> yeah. I, Incredible. Which, if Cliff gets fired, what's up? How yeah. You doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. True. Um, How are you? Central Michigan climate. Person. Come here often. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of who the AFC East, all the teams are good. No, no way. Uh, <laughs> NFC East, I mean, Jerry Jones has been wanting to get an excuse to fire Mike McCarthy forever, but he I, won't. He, Mike McCarthy because he can't get he can't get Sean Payton. Can't so. get Sean Payton. Sean Payton doesn't want to go there. Um, he wants to go to San Diego, doesn't he? Or fucking L.A. Whatever. They're saying that. Yeah, probably. Um, go to L.A. or Arizona. I, I have a hot one that could happen is Todd Bowles. 
Bulls is should be gone. Bulls is I think bad. He, I think Byron Leftwich is going to take the job. I mean, ultimately, I think it depends what happens. I think I think this is probably Brady's last year, and I think yeah. they're just going to have to do a hard reset. Jason Light gone, Bulls gone, and just kind of and just kind of start from scratch. God, I hope Brady's gone. So I think he actually I, will be this year. You know, ultimately, I think that's what, what's going to happen. I, you know, any of those jobs, I don't know. We'll see. I really, you know, ultimately, it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to, you know, Ryan Day, you know, has, <laughs> uh, Sav has my favorite tweet about this. Uh, Harbaugh has literally crafted, Harbaugh has crafted literally the perfect team to beat Ohio State while Ryan Day crafted the perfect team to beat MSU by 2 million points. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State just worked us over and then just completely pissed themselves against Michigan. It's unbelievable. Crazy part is, dude, I watching that game live, that was like, I thought, I, I thought that was arguably the best OSU team I've ever seen. Like, yeah, I was... I, I, I cannot believe that that team is how the I am convinced that if Ryan Day had our roster, he would have went three and nine this year. Yeah, he, he would not do well. He's a he's a terrible in-game coach and like he focuses on the wrong shit. He's a coward. He's this, an this Antifa shit. He's an Antifa decided, thug. He decided he decided to sell out the run the entire fucking game made zero adjustments at all I, I i was like it was obvious that until later in the game michigan wasn't going to be able to run the football and they continued to sell out for their own sell out for their own and michigan, they got torched. michigan figured something out when they started uh having mccarthy do the quarterback read up the middle like running the ball just that was the only way they were effective yeah it, it they they found something and and at that point ohio state could not do shit it opened up the passing to where didn't ryan you know, day go ahead didn't ryan day punt from plus territory twice he did yeah, fourth he did. and six they should have went for it dipshit and the first and 25 run or whatever it was like that draw play I, I will give Michigan credit for that game. Like that was oh, yeah. a yeah. thorough ass kicking in the second I, half. I, I fucking hate them more than anything, but that was impressive. And I'm just gonna congratulate them in advance for 13 and 0. Um, you know, 14 and 0, nothing can go wrong. And uh 15 and 0, you know, national champions. I'm gonna congratulate them. That no, nothing is gonna go wrong the rest of the way for them. They are beating Georgia this year. So those tweets can come back. Um Trust me, it, it's going to happen. Um, so here, so, and, and also I forgot about one more opening. Uh, Stanford has yeah. fired, uh, Stanford fired David Shaw. They should have done that like three years ago. It was ago. probably a mutual like step down type yeah. of thing. Yeah, it was, it was a parting of ways. Yeah. yeah, it was a parting of ways. Um, but I, that's how I found out Stanford uh, internally calls their head football coach the director of football. <laughs> that's cool. the most Stanford thing ever. Perfect way, perfect way for a school that suspended their mascot to name their football coach director of football. Man, you want to talk about a tough job? 
man, uh, I don't know who's going to – anybody worth a damn is going to touch that job with a 10-foot pole. Urban Meyer, come on down. Urban, you fit right in. Oh, my gosh. Urban at a – Stanford, <laughs> oh, my God. So let's let's shift over to basketball. Um, boy, this team is is I think this team is really good, but when fully healthy, we're we're when fully healthy, we're a really good baseball team, but we probably lead the league in blown saves. Oh, oh, okay, dude. Like where are you uh, going? I I <laughs> or our closer believe. is like no, our closer is like Todd oh. Jones. He gets the job done, but it's like. The most roller coaster shit you'll ever see. I, I oh my listen. god, I have been Gregory so Soto this year, huh? Who's what? We're doing Who's... around the horn now. We gotta, yeah, it's gotta start muting people. Carter, Carter, what'd you say? Oh, I, I actually think this team completely personifies, you know, that South Park episode where they were playing in the baseball league. Oh, and they're trying to lose. They're trying to lose, and every time they they win, <laughs> they get mad. Yeah. So you know that's this team. I, they just keep winning, and they hate doing it. I think if you told like 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 we've been saying, I think if you told us that on November twenty seventh we are five and two, and I think we're still going to be top fifteen. I I firmly believe that. Um, I would tell you. Okay, I'll sign up for that in a heartbeat. Like any one of us would sign up for it. Like we all thought we'd probably be flirting with 500. And um, I don't think it's going to happen. But I didn't look, I, I, get, I go to bed early. I get up early. I didn't watch the Alabama game. I didn't either. I sure as fuck didn't watch the Portland or the, uh, the Oregon game. I watched, I watched both games because I'm a motherfucking. Real one, dude. I, I some different. I'm some. I somehow didn't watch the Bama game, but I somehow was able to stay up for the Oregon game. I don't know how that worked, but hey. I I didn't watch the Bama game because, well, I mean, I thought we would win it, but it, it, I totally forgot about Hall and Aikens being out and like. That was probably just an adjustment game where we kind of figure out how to live without them for a little bit. Um, but I know Here, Brandon Miller went off pretty hard on us. Yeah, Brandon Miller had the classic had the classic guys come up guy that comes out of nowhere to go fucking nuclear. Whatever. That like that classic that classic MSU basketball game. Um, yeah, I think with Hall and Aikens, we probably win that game or probably get it right down to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Alabama is just a really fucking good team. Nate Oates has built a really good program down there and you kind of got to get, you kind of got to give it up. Like, I think we like, lost on purpose to entice him to, uh, take over for his own in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're a good team. You know, Alabama's a great team. They're 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 in pretty good shape to win the SEC this season, honestly. That uh that four OT game they just had with Kentucky was uh, sorry, not Kentucky, but uh North Carolina was absolutely insane. That was a good game. That was a great game. So, and then you know like Oregon, they kind of had the same issues we had. Um, it was 
ultimately, here's my takeaway from from this weekend. I think I can kind of talk about all three games at once by by kind of summarizing it as such. Um, the sooner we get Malik Hall and Jay Nakins back, the better. Yeah. <laughs> because this team is depleted without them. Uh, shout out to Jason Whitens. Yeah. You're just falling yeah. out today. Just absolutely yeah. just playing playing rec playing rec center pickup. I love that bucket there in the that second half where he just kind of like slow dribbles and no one is guarding him. Just does a YMCA like kind of loft shot and it goes nothing but net. I'm like, you could tell, you could tell he did not want to shoot that ball. Like, <laughs> like yeah, ball. you could tell, you could tell us like, I, if I, you could tell he's kind of like, if I shoot this, am I going to get yelled at? <laughs> Even if he makes it, he's like looking over at Izzo like, oh shit, did I, what I do? <laughs> But the, you know, I thought all three freshmen looked pretty fucking good. Trey Holland. The thing, about, the thing about Whitens to me is a Connor George variant in just the sense that he's the guy who should never be playing, but he's like a practice body. But the thing is, is he's good on the boards. He plays good defense. And that's all you need from him when, you're, when your wing rotation is thin. He gave great minutes today. He gave great minutes the whole tournament. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Jason Whitens. Great minutes. Shout out to you. I've officially dubbed uh, Trey Holloman today. Oh, I, he's so good. He's been, he's been great defensively. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I've dubbed this, I've dubbed the Portland game the Jason Whitens game. <laughs> so that's that we'll we'll that's how we'll mark it down in the history books. Yeah, Trey Holloman, I mean, my God. If there's a defender more tenacious in the nation, I would like to I would like I would like to see them. I would like He's to have piss them off opposing guards. Yeah, I would like a couple years. Yeah. If there's a defender more tenacious than Trey Holloman, I want them to battle like that on, on a waterfall, like in black Panther, <laughs> like that challenge for the crown. Yeah. Because Trey Holloman's going to win that. <laughs> you could, you could tell I've said this before. You can tell he definitely played football in high school. <laughs> yeah. He's aggressive. He's physical. Uh, Jackson Kohler. I thought, you know, I thought he was kind of weak today. He's just not going to get the calls. Yeah, Jack, he's not going to get the call. He needs to be way more annoying in order to get the calls that he needs to get. He needs to either grow his hair long, like Drew Timmy, or just completely buzz it. Speaking of calls. He doesn't need to buzz it. He needs to do that. He needs to do that skin fade on the sides. Oh, no. Just have the douchiest haircut. Yeah, he needs the Matt Harms. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to be every whistle, he needs to be playing with his hand. Then he'll start getting calls. Speaking of calls, speaking of calls, Portland's coach, major bitch energy. Asshole. 100%. Guy, it was the fucking worst. I don't understand how he didn't get a technical after he was bitching about Mount Flagrant. Did you see what he said at the end of the game to the refs? You we guys got fucking fucked. screwed us. And you literally yeah, he said, no, he said up. we got fucked. They got fucked. No refs going to call that shit at the end of the game. They no got called for one call foul. That. They got called for one foul in the last 13 minutes. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, dude. Shut the yeah. fuck up. You guys ultimately, take, take the L. Ultimately, like, he should he should have been a technical. If Izzo crosses midcourt to yell at a ref about a flagrant, that's a technical every time. You know, the fact that he was allowed to kind of get in his face and stay across midcourt 
while Mahdi is while Mahdi is at the free throw line. Ultimately, it was a seven point possession. So, like, what, whatever. But like, come on, man! Like that, yeah, that was abs- ridiculous. Izzo gets Izzo gets tossed for that. Yeah, Izzo they, would be like uh, a double tack or something. They got that right. They got that right. By the way, the refs one hundred percent got that entire thing right. Absolutely. So here is um. So my my main concern is uh, AJ's body language fucking sucked until like the second half of today's game. I don't know if so I don't know if someone told him like the it's, secret the secret sleeper agent cold word that like woke him up. Mr. Landis. Hey. Friends here too. Oh, hi guys. Hey. What's up? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. So yeah, I don't Thank know you. I don't know what I don't know what Tom said to AJ to AJ in the locker room of today's game. But he looked much improved. Other than that, the entire weekend, his body language sucked. Awful. He's I, supposed I, to be the can, lead can, dog on this team. Can we talk about how he refuses to come get the ball in late game situations too on inbounds? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? Hell. Do you have any comment on that? Was I upset at all? I saw. <laughs> I saw the vein in Carter's forehead start to throb. <laughs> <laughs> he did it twice, man. No. You're supposed to be there. With the- we. Rebounder Joey Hauser does not need See, to be dribbling more than three. We times. have the worst inbounding team oh. in the entire country at the end of games. It is just absolutely insane. Except for the Kentucky game. Yeah, yeah apparently we, they almost well, ran it again. One, one out of three games or four games. Even last year, you remember that Maryland game of the Big Ten? Oh my god! Oh my god! Holy shit! Yeah, we we are literally a baseball team that like our starting lineup is amazingly good. And like our setup man's good, but our closer is just like you don't know what you're going to get every single <laughs> night. Like you are terrified that he's coming out. So we're the 2000, we're the 2012 Tigers. We're Jose, <laughs> we're Jose Valverde at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You're... Te- te- technically, you are right because he's a, we have not blown a game like that yet. <laughs> he blew it against, Vill- almost blew it against Villanova and yep. almost blew it against Portland of all teams. Oregon and they too. almost they almost kind of blew it against Oregon too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yep. they almost did. I wouldn't know. I didn't watch it. So <laughs> that was the problem. though. Oregon had like six scholarship players. They won they were, again today. And they, and really, wow. I mean, Dana Altman is fantastic. Yeah, he's a great coach. Oh, they, beat, somebody, they beat Villanova. They had to beat Villanova. Yep. Villanova six bad. Had, Villanova is what? I don't think they're going to be bad, but until no. they get their guys back, they are yeah. not. Yeah. They got some growing to do. They got some. Yeah, this will be a yeah, this will be a kind of building year for Kyle Neptune. I think he's a solid coach. But yeah, they'll be fine in the long. Yeah, this year, this year might be rough for him. But they also are dealing with a ton of injuries right now. Yeah, and their two best players, I think, are out. So I would have been pretty upset if we lost this game just because of all the white boys on the team. That just yeah, too many white people for too a basketball many white team. kids on the team. Too <laughs> many white people. And some just their whole starting lineup, and then Jason Whitens, Jackson Kohler, oh. Hauser, Carson <laughs> oh. Cooper on the floor. They had, I, it was all my screen was so bright at one point. <laughs> it was all international white guys, but it felt like a poor world. Yeah, they could ball though. That one dude, Robertson, <laughs> man, 
Yeah, like, he's he's good, man. I may <laughs> have I may have said the words Getty Potts in reference. Yep. Yeah, you did. Because I, I, yeah. I didn't realize I could watch it on the Watch ESPN app until like it was about to come on come on ESPN. But I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not watching it. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I, I have a bad feeling. And then Carter's like, Yeah, it's not going well. And then I see the score at halftime. I'm like, Oh shit, are you kidding? They me? could not miss a single shot in the first half. It was no. nuts. There was one point. There was one point where the Robertson dude was just like dribbling around. I'm like, just chuck this. You'll make it. And that was the one where he like took one dribble back and just chucked it and nailed it. I was like, like I, you, yeah, that's the type they of were, they were playing. Lost. They were playing pretty poor perimeter defense. Uh, but even when they would guard them tightly, didn't matter. So our next game Awful. is uh, Notre Dame Wednesday night. Um, yours truly will be there. Um, oh, nice. And uh, how's Notre Dame looking this year? Are they still not that great? They I don't think uh, that lost this. They lost the same Bonaventure by double digits this week. Ugh. They are not. They're not very good. We should win this game. So we're gonna we're gonna be up a lot and then probably win by like two points. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm gonna I, get I mean, to this see is the this first, in person. This is the first real road game we've had, so might be a little bit of a challenge. Well, Portland, Portland was in their home gym. That's a that's a yeah, true road game. That is, t- I guess, but we did have a lot of fans there. That's a true road win, in my opinion. If here's a question: If Stephen Izzo wasn't a coach's son, would he be like a club trillion Hall of Famer? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he'd be he'd be up there. Um, what does he even do now? Nothing. He's, he's, a hype man. Man. He's, he's a hype, hype man. man. He's a hype he's man. He's a hype man. That's pretty yeah, much my girlfriend. My girlfriend called him a little jumping bean on Friday. <laughs> he's, co- he's Coach Izzo's get back guy. <laughs> he's the get back guy. Like like all the NFL coaches have. You That's funny because even just like pulling his dad back, like get, get back. Like don't. That's get funny because Tom is a bigger than him. Like that's that was probably his. Actually, he is. That was probably his assignment for this offseason. Like. Need to get better at pushing me back so I don't get technicals this year. Yeah, it's like this is why you're getting in the weight room, not because you're going to play at all, but because we That's we need Steven, you to put on muscle. You can hold us, hold me back. Steve spent the entire offseason doing squats so we can just yeah <laughs> dig, dig his feet in. Yeah, I really hope it tips off at nine fifteen and is not like they're going to just watch it get pushed back at like nine forty five or some bullshit. Oh, Probably. Got to work at six in the morning the next day. I'm still gonna somehow stay up for that game though. Can't wait. If we lose, can, if we lose, I'm gonna be pissed. I can kind of go in like later in the day. Like I told my boss, I'm gonna sleep in a little bit. But like, it's gonna suck if it's like the tip has been delayed till 10:30 Eastern. Like, oh no, I might just watch a half and go. <laughs> but uh, I I got a free ticket, so I gotta take advantage of it. No doubt, um, for sure. Yeah. So, Notre Dame's cool. I, I haven't been there for a basketball game, but their arena I've been in their arena. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I'll, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Uh, weather's good, so if the weather was shitty, I wouldn't go. But, um, yeah, uh, I think I think that was a pretty good pod. Uh, Carter's dad has the only team that won this week out of all of our teams. Uh, yeah. So congrats to him on the Dolphins beating the yeah, mighty they- Houston Texans. Huh. Yep, they pulled it out. They look great the in the first. Oh, sorry, sorry. Almost, blew, almost blew it. Almost blew it. Yeah, they look great in the first half, and then they quit in the second. I don't. Stop. Then they stopped throwing the ball. Yeah. Who do they play? Who do they play next week? 
San Francisco. Oh, that's that gonna be tough. Mike McDaniel. It's gonna be a homecoming for McDaniel. Please beat now, right? Is that Sunday night? Should be. Uh, uh, I don't know. It should get flexed into Sunday night. They're eight and three now, right? Miami. Um. Yeah, they should get flexed into Sunday night. I really hope they do. And then the Texans get to play the rapist. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. He's back. Get out here, you rapist. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the best videos from Redacted. Can you imagine if the proud social team tweets that video out? (laughs) Uh, Deshaun's first day of practice. That would get somebody fired. (laughs) Wait, I, I think they're in Houston. That would be hilarious oh, if the my Texans God. played that flip before the game. Oh wow! Was in the jumbotron? Get out here, you rapist! That, Listen, that... they paid. They paid. They they paid some settlements. So <laughs> you know they're not exactly innocent. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a hell of a video to see on Twitter. Like it'd be like, is this real? Did this really happen? <laughs> is this real? Is this real? What, what do, do you mean? mean? Uh, <laughs> All right. Pretty good pod. Uh, Mr. Landis, do you have – I want your thoughts on the football team, unfortunately. Well, if this – if they don't make major changes, I think they're going to lose a lot of fans. I mean, it's just – we we watched it together, and, and <laughs> it was it was miserable the whole time. and the whole time. Well – They fought a little bit in that game. Yeah, I but... feel I feel like I was the jinx because like I got I I went to a family Thanksgiving, uh, full of Michigan fans, so it was fun watching the Ohio State game. But um, oh yeah, they were oh. they were they were nice about it, so that was that was bearable. But like we get in the car and they make it twenty one sixteen, and I'm like, hey, yeah, got a shot. And then as soon as I start watching, we just get shit pumped, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have watched, but whatever. I'm a glutton for the pain. <laughs> um, yeah, we all agree. We all, we at least need to fire Ross Ells from special teams because he blew the Indiana game. It, it was him. And then uh, we'll see what happens with Jay Johnson. I don't know. I think he's coming back no matter what. I think so, too. Yep. Yep. But uh, Mr. Landis and Ryan, thanks for coming on. No, thank you. Hey, anytime, fellas. Yep. My seat, my, my seat partner, my seat brother. My family, <laughs> my seat family at Spartan Stadium. Uh, I'll be back next year, unfortunately. But uh, oh well. All right, fellas, we're out. Uh, let's see. Is Notre Dame the only basketball game this week? They play uh, Northwestern on Sunday night next week at home. Mm-hmm. Okay, we might adjust our recording schedule, so we'll see. Um, all right. Until the next time, everyone, go green. Go, go white. white.